Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Welcome to this edition of Top of Thunder Podcast. This is Dylan at Thunder Chats bringing you the recap of the Sacramento Kings game in which the Thunder lost 119-116. to um, it, it was not a very fun game to watch. I'm just going to go ahead and lay that out there. Um, you know, if you're comparing apples to oranges... Uh, last night's game was ridiculous. You know, double overtime game against a budding rivalry with the Utah Jazz, um, and of course, after playing two overtimes in an emotional game such as the game last night, uh, in which your tip-off is, you know, boom, try to do some math here, <laughs> uh, about 20 hours after your game. You know, 20 hours isn't a lot of turnover time um, in terms of recovery, so. You know, this wasn't even a traditional back-to-back, so a lack of energy was to be expected. But man, <laughs> we we had zero, like not even zero energy. We had like negative energy. So the fact that we was actually able to come back and only lose by three points was kind of remarkable. And there was only one reason we was able to do it. But I'm not gonna bury the lead. Um, the only way we could talk about that is by hooking up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. They hook up the TiVo yet? They hook up the TiVo yet? All right, so full disclosure, um, I was unable to catch the very beginning of this game. I was on my way home from out of town. Uh, there was rain, there was traffic, I was asleep, and they told me I was at my house. So I woke up, I walked in, and I turned on the Thunder game. So I started taking notes at 7 minutes and 15 seconds left in the first quarter, in which I saw Steven Adams make a falling hook shot to go up 14 to 13. And I said, so that's encouraging to start out. Um, apparently Russ made another three before I started watching and I just said you love to see it and you know this is going to be a theme throughout this podcast as it was uh, the most recent podcast although we didn't talk as much about Russ honestly as we should have because Paul George was so incredible last night hitting the game winning shot but Russ Russ is back back guys like I, I made a note later on in this TiVo and I will say it again but Russ is back, back. Like he is shooting with confidence. Um, he is he's shooting efficiently, which I'm going to touch on later. And I, I'm not going to talk too much more about it right now. But 
it's very exciting. What's not exciting was Buddy Heald had nine points in the quarter. Yikes, as I have in my notes. Make that 12. Oof, he made a three. As soon as I typed, he had nine points in the quarter. So Russ gets back-to-back drives to the rim, the latter of which is the AM1, and I think it makes it official. He back back. All right, like I just said, I told you it's coming up soon. Didn't realize how soon. Uh, so he misses the free throw, but Adams gets the tip to make it six unanswered points until Buddy makes another jumper to give him 14 in the quarter. Russ gets a steal, takes it coast to coast. He's shooting four or five tonight with nine points. That's efficient basketball right there, including one of one from, from deep. So you love to see it. Adams backed down Bagley, and PG actually pointed at Morris as Adams was backing down Bagley, but Adams turned in anyways. Uh, he turned on inside to his left shoulder and tried to put up a shot, and he missed it anyways. I, I just thought it was funny. Paul was like, hey, get Keith involved, and Adams like, no, mate, I'm taking this one to the roll. To the roll. Wow. Try to say rack, try to say hole, couldn't decide, so I just said roll. All right, I'm moving on. Uh, Fox scores through contact on Adams, and Dennis kicks it ahead for an easy dunk by Abdel Nader. That is all you will see from Abdel Nader on the night, I believe. Uh, he, I, I don't have any notes about him in, in, or on this game, but yeah, that is his only two points. Yep, <laughs> he, he struggled. You know, a guy that came in and actually made some strong baskets, made some big plays in that Utah Jazz game. He did not do so tonight. So, uh, Nader, thank you for that dunk, but that is all all that we will see from you. Uh, Dennis set up Key for a pretty good free. Key for a pity, pretty good three. Gosh, I can't talk. When I say Keith, I mean Mark Keith from Morris, for those of you that don't know. Uh, but he just missed it. And when I say just missed it, like, it was, it was in and out. Um, so at the end of the ha- at the end of the quarter, both teams shot 48%, and the Kings led 31 to 24. Russ had nine, four or nine points on four or five shooting, as I mentioned. Paul George had seven points on three or five shooting, which you know, that that's great. If your superstars are shooting a combined seven of ten, y- you like that. Uh, Buddy, on the other hand, Buddy Hill had 14 points on six of ten shooting by himself. All right. So, going to the second quarter, Burke strides to the rim, loses the ball as he goes up, and Nader gets called for a foul. But, Nader didn't touch him. And I just put dot, 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 one of those nights. Little did he know, the narrator says. Alright, Dennis makes a layup, and Bagley answers, putting the Kings up 11, 37-26. Billy calls a timeout with 9.49 left. Okay, out of the timeout, PG finds Keefe for another wing three, which he misses, but Nerlens gets the board, flips it to a cutting Markeith Morris for Markeith Morris's first points as a Thunder on a pretty strong dunk, I might add. Um, Russ and PG are now 2 of 3 from deep. The rest of the team is 0 of 9 from deep. And I put a little uh, grimacing face because yeah, you don't love to see that. I uh, just made a note here. Russ, Dennis, Burton, Keith, and Nerlens are in together. Russ finds Keith for a straightaway 3, but he misses. 0 of 10 for the rest of the team now. Keith was missing from the corner, the wing, the straightaway. Like they was trying to find whatever spot they could get him going, and he he just wasn't hitting it early. So I said Russ needs to revitalize this offense because we've only scored six points in the quarter with 7:51 left. Uh, Dennis comes in, he splits free throws to make it one of five as a team from the stripes at that point, and I put in caps locks. Yikes! 
Like that's 20% from the free throw line on five shots. That's that's abysmal. Alright, anyways, Russ makes a casual pull-up three, and he is 2-2 two two in the game. And I just made another note, as I have said, he's shooting with so much confidence right now. Russ outlets to Burton, who straight up drops it, then fouls Bogdan Bogdanovich, which is probably my favorite name in the NBA, um, on the way back down, and I just said that's not ideal. And it was so not ideal that I'm pretty sure Burton didn't play the rest of the game. Could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure Burton didn't play the rest of the game after he was subbed out. Um, on that sequence. So as you can imagine, after playing an emotional two-overtime game against a budding rival, the Thunder have little to no energy right now. I actually made a tweet that said summary of the first half, and it was the little, I- the little iPhone uh, picture of a dead battery saying you need to connect to power. Um, and I mean, that that basically summarized the Thunder, man. They was playing with no energy. Outside of Russell Westbrook, this team just had no energy. Their legs were dead. All right, so down 14, starters with no LRM, which means Russ, PG, Fergan Grant, and PG misses back-to-back jumpers. I think he missed a three, they got the rebound, then PG missed a jumper, and, like on the elbow, and he missed it too. Russ takes a pull at three because why not? Nobody else is scoring, but he missed it, which makes him, I think, two or three at that point. And then Billy gets teed up because the Kings are smacking our guys around like ragdolls. So Billy kind of notice what we noticed the officiating the officiating was getting out of hand really early and billy tried to get control of that of course he got teed up sometimes that just has to happen uh the good thing is buddy missed the technical foul and the very next possession terrence ferguson got to the rim and he got called for a foul or he didn't get called for a foul he got a foul called on him so it appears billy tech is already paying dividends uh ferg misses his first free throw which makes him makes us one of six from the line for a team and Dave Yorger calls a timeout 451 left down 15 49 to 34 Ferg makes his second free throw down 14 starters have returned Fox makes a stupid high layup off the backboard back up to 17 Ferg misses another three and he is 0 of 4 from deep at this point you hate to see that out of Terrence Ferguson who has for all intents and purposes the past couple months been playing great basketball and, you know, he'll kind of turn around in this game, as, you know, I will mention. But that start, you know, it, it's not ideal. Uh, Russ scores over Buddy for his 14th point, and then Buddy comes back down and makes a jumper to give him 16. Back-to-back threes for Grant and Ferg put us down 12. Hey, look, there's that Ferg guy I was talking about. Uh, Buddy to the cup, 18 for him, and I would love to have this guy on my team. That's just a little note I have. I've always loved Buddy Hill's game. Obviously, he has Oklahoma ties. He's tight with Russ and PG that was playing together in the offseason. Yeah, I'm just saying. Buddy Hill will be awesome on this team. Uh, Grant gets fouled and has the first perfect trip from the line for the team. He's the only, he's the first person to make two or two from the foul line, which I believe at that point made us four of nine. And Russ followed suit to make us six of 11. But he missed two threes, and Paul George misses a three as well. To end the half, Russ, or Thunder down 14, 63-49. OKC was shooting 35.8% compared to Sacramento's 50%. 21.7% from deep compared to their 33.3%. And abysmal 54.4% to their 69.2%. Russ, who was literally our only offense, had 18 points, 7-14, 2-5 from the 
from three, two or three from the stripe, seven boards, three assists, three turnovers, and a steal. Paul George started the quarter with seven points, ended the quarter with seven points. Uh, he actually went 0 of 5 into the second quarter, uh, shooting 3 of 10 for the half, 1 of 4 from deep. He had three rebounds and one assist. And then Buddy, of course, had 18 points. Bogdan Baldanovich had 12 points. And Marvin Bagley Jr. had 11 points. Going into the third, opens up. Russ trying to find Adams, turns it over, and he fouls to stop the fast break to start the half. And I just say, oh, boy. Um Friend of the podcast, Antonio Daniels, AD jumps on the broadcast, and Russ scores at the win, at the rim. Coincidence? I think not. More to come on this. Uh, PG misses a wild runner. Adams cleans it up, and we go down 12. Adams with a tough hand one to cut it to 10, maybe 9. Make that 9. He made his free throw. Russ reaches in on Fox, and it makes his third foul, which is not awesome. You know, obviously, if you watched the game last night, Russ fouled out against Utah. So we didn't want that to happen against the Kings. Russ goes straight to the rim, lays it in with a finger roll, makes it seven-point game. Kings call timeout, 9.42 left, and we are on a 7 to nothing run. I just said, worth noting, AD jumps on the broadcast, and we hit a 9-2 run. Man's energy is that contagious. I actually tweeted this at Antonio Daniels, and <laughs> he tweeted back and said, LOL, you and I both know that's not the case. Two crime laughing faces. We love AD here at Topic Thunder, and I think Thunder Nation all love AD. Uh, by the way, if you haven't checked out that pod, definitely check it out in our archives. All right, Russ obliterates Buddy's layup with like just a huge block. They was trying to play the little back-and-forth game. I think it was Russ and Bagley, and Buddy was the one that actually went up for the layup. Russ obliterated his layup, kept it in bounds, and it leads to a Terrence Ferguson three to cut the lead to six. Paul George gets the ball in the next possession after a stop. He steps into a pull-up three. We were down three. Kings called timeout 754. The peak and the thunder are alive again. As much talk as I said about in the first half about there being no energy, this sequence right here was probably the most energy I saw from the thunder all night. And, you know, you could see the iPhone was charging up a little bit. Uh, Coming out of timeout, death, taxes, Thunder fouling a three-point shooter. Terrence Ferguson fouled Buddy Hill. Guess what? He made all three of them. PG misses a shot, but he pokes the ball away. And th- this is a really impressive play because Paul George, for all intents and purposes, played really badly tonight. And I, I wouldn't even say play bad, but he shot really badly. But, you know, after this miss, in order to poke the ball away from, I believe that's Marvin Bagley Jr., the ball was almost out of bounds. Paul George lays out, grabs the ball, flips it back, inbounds perfectly to Terrence Ferguson, who nails a straightaway three-pointer. And that's just a huge heads-up play by Paul George. And, you know, we talk all the time about how when Russ was struggling with shooting, how he was affecting the game in different ways. Here's a prime example of how Paul George also affects the game in different ways when he's struggling with his shot. So they tee up Russ because Russ didn't like a call on the other end, but he makes a free throw. But he makes another freaking jumper, and he has 25 points. Russ finds JG for a three after a Fox Willie calls time alley-oop to cut it to six. And then Russ gets called for a blocking foul in which De'Aaron Fox literally just ran straight at Russell Westbrook. And that is his fourth foul. Dennis comes in for PG. Fox splits the free throws, and we're down seven. Russ misses a three. He's now three to seven for the game. And Fox makes a three. The lead is back up to ten. Oh, Russ makes a spot up three. Four of eight now. It's 50% for the those of y'all keeping track at home. 
Uh, Dennis Schroeder airballs a three. Hmm. <laughs> you don't love that. Um, Keith comes in for Grant. Rush shoots another three misses. He's four of nine. Keith, they find him for another three. He misses. Buddy comes in. He makes another three. He has 30 points. Dennis finally makes a three, and the team is down 11. And AD on the broadcast is saying, oh, they need you, Dennis. They need you, Dennis. They need your energy. They need, you know, what you can bring off the bench. So, and, you know, as AD usually is, he was very much right. Um, not immediately, but I'll show you. All right, Nerwin's blocked the mess out of Buddy. PG misses a three, but Nerwin steps it back in, puts down nine. Buddy makes another freaking jumper, 32 points. Sheesh. I have in my notes, sheesh, all right? Dennis crosses the mess, like the absolute mess out of Buddy Hill. Um, he flips it to Keith, who has it poked away, and you can hear him say, hey, ref, and they call foul. I just thought it was funny <coughs> because sometimes you can hear players on the broadcast, but Markeith Morris has a extremely deep voice, so it's just like, hey, ref. Yeah, I don't have a deep voice, so that – that probably sounded really bad. All right, anyways, he makes both, so that's very much helpful. We'll talk about that a little bit more, too. Bagley makes a face-up jumper to go up 11, 94 to 83 at the end of the third. Rest has 24, 10 rebounds, 4 assists to 5 turnovers. You don't love that. Had a steal and a block, so he's contributing in other ways. Paul George had 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Then here's my note right here. Ferg started out 0-4 from three, but he has hit his last three threes, and he has 10 points. And then I just made a note here with his best Iman Shumpert impersonation, Buddy Hill has 32 points. That's all you need to know from the Kings because, sure, there was scoring uh, from his teammates, but it was minimal. Yeah, it was all Buddy Hill, man. All right, in the fourth quarter, Dennis PG, Keith Nerlens, and Raymond Felton are on the floor to start the quarter. Now, just a bold strategy. Let's see how it pays off. And it wasn't terrible, okay? I'm I'm going to bury the lead here and say it wasn't terrible. But in a game where you need energy, why not throw Burton back out there? Why not throw Hamdu Diello back out there? Like, how much worse are they going to do than Raymond Felton? I don't know. I would I, you know, it, it didn't amount to anything in the end, but in terms of energy, you know, a Hamadou Diallo slam, a Deontay Burton three, you know, those are plays that pumps up your team, pumps up your crowd. You know, that, maybe maybe it's just me. <laughs> All right, anyways, Dennis goes right at Yogi Ferrell, makes a layup, then he reaches on him, then he starts jawing with him. And I thought this was funny. Chris Fisher actually said... Uh, <laughs> He said something about Dennis and Yogi jawing each other, and he called them both diminutive players. And I laughed way too hard at this because he called them both tiny. Yeah, it was funny to me. I don't know. Maybe it was funnier when I, when I wrote it. All right. Uh, so Dennis was so close to making an M1, but he just misses the lay-in. He makes both free throws, though, and we were down seven. I just made a note here. I could be wrong, but I think Bogdan's wearing PG two and a half. They were black with the white stripe or white straps. Um, and I thought that was like a uh, like an unwritten rule in the NBA that you don't wear the shoes of the team that you're playing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. All right, so after a Bagley dunk, Dennis has come alive. He makes another layup and cuts it to seven. Kings call a timeout with 944, 96 to 89. 
An absolute beautiful feed from Ray Felton to Nerlens leads to a poster jam over Marvin Bagley, down five points. And this this is on my Twitter. It's on my boy at Prime Nerlens Twitter, which is Tyranny. I mean, you can find this dunk if you want to. Nerlens punched that ball on Marvin Bagley Jr. Highly recommend you checking that out. Dennis answers a Giles basket on with a jumper of his own, and we're down five again. Bogdan straight up dancing on Nerlens Noel, gets to the rim for an and one. Wouldn't you know it, he converted. Russ is in for Paul George, Ferg's in for Dennis, and Keith makes his first three as a Thunder and for the game. You'll love to see it. All right, Fox fouls Russ on a weird play, and it might have been a three he was fouled on. They're reviewing it. It was a three. Russ gets free free throws. And guess what? He makes all three. We're down five again. I just said, Brody. <laughs> Nerwins erases a shot at the rim. Russ all the way to the rack. Cut it to three. And Kings call another timeout. 6.26 left to play. And I just made a note here, and this is 100% true. If we don't have Russ in this game, or, or if we have a pre-All-Star break Russell Westbrook in this game, we might lose this game by 20. Russ was so huge tonight. Not just his efficient scoring, his efficient shooting, which I can't believe I just said that, but his energy, you know, was there when it just wasn't there for the rest of the Thunder. He was the energizer bunny just going all night long when nobody else, you know, had any energy. So without Russ, this game is a lot worse. So Keith is fouled at the three-point line by Marvin Bagley, and Markeith Morris makes all three puts us down to and I just said I can get used to this you got a big that can go out there and that can just stroke it from the free throw line I think he shot five and five from the stripe for the game that's huge for your team so Markeith Morris I'd like you to make more threes but if you can make your free throws I think I'll be all right so Russ shoots a three and I put in caps locks with confidence and he drains it we're down one and I say that you know, he shoots it with confidence because you can see a difference in Russell Westbrook when he shoots it with confidence and when he's just shooting it. Um, you know, somebody might say that Russell Westbrook shoots every shot with cockiness. But no, that's not the case. You know, Russ, you, you could just tell, all right? I I literally saw the play as it was happening. I was like, Russ is going to shoot a three. And he shot the three with so much confidence, so much swagger. Like he wheeled that ball in. Um, you know, it's hard to articulate, but I know what I'm talking about. All right, so Nerwin steals the ball, which leads to Russ drawing a goaltending on Willie Collis time for a one-point lead. This is our first lead since I actually think I started watching the game when Adams made that falling hook shot to put us up 14-13. Uh, Willie Collis time had a huge dunk to take the lead back, and then Russ straight to the rack to take the lead back again. Bagley with a nice J over Nerwin's Noel. They take the lead back. It's a little back and forth going on here. All right, then this was a weird possession, all right? Billy is trying to get the ref's attention to call timeout. They won't They won't look at him. They won't let him see the light of day. Uh, Russ misses a three over Willie Collistein. Markeith Morris comes flying in out of nowhere, tries to tip slam. He gets hacked on a putback attempt, and there is no call. Nerwins grabs the ball, goes to tip it in. The ball goes in the rim, spins, 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 spins. And it was spinning so much that everybody thought it was going down. Nerwins, I think, was back at the foul line at this point, get, trying to get back on defense. But the ball spun right out to the Kings. 
and Grant was called for a foul when Bagley literally just fell down by himself. And I said, why, though? And if you was watching this play, like, it, it is truly befuddling. Marvin Bagley just started backing down Jeremy Grant. He lost his footing. He started fouling. I mean, he started falling down. Jeremy Grant, I mean, for all intents and purposes, his hands wasn't touching him. He didn't trip him. You can watch him in the replay. He didn't even pull the chair out from him. He was he was just standing there, and he got called for a foul. So, you don't love seeing that. So, Bagley makes both, puts us down three, and I said, I predict a PG3 here. Boy, was I wrong. Russ trips up, driving to the rim, kicks it, manages to kick it to Ferg, who misses from three, and then Fox comes down the other end, draws an M1 on Steve. And at this point, I put a slump face because I was I was sad about it. Uh, Fox misses his free throw. Um, PG gets fouled, and he makes both, which puts the lead back down to three. Despite shooting pretty badly, OKC still chance MVP for Paul George, which is a testament to two things, how awesome Paul George has been throughout the rest of the season and how awesome OKC fans are. That's all I got to say. PG and Russ both missed threes, and I just said we need to stop here. We got the stop. Russ fires it to Ferg. Ferg pump fakes, puts Buddy Heald in the air, drives and fires a pass. I think he hits Willie Cauley-Stein in the head. Um, so the pass is tipped by Willie Collistein's head. Russ is able to catch it, and he is wide open, drains a three to tie the game and to give him 41 points. Grant just straight up takes the ball from Fox in the next possession, and Russ misses a three. Ferg fouls Fox a 29.3 left. Fox makes both of them a thunder call timeout. Barnes, who uh, on this next play, he's playing unusually adequate defense on PG who kicks it out to Jeremy Grant for a three, and he misses. Ferg gets the rebound, rifles it to Russ, who drives in, and he makes the shot. And at this point, let's see here. Yeah, at this point, we would have been tied. But he is called for a charge. And I don't love this call. If you watch the replay, Willie Collistein got over in front of Russ, credit to him on that i love willie he played at uk hashtag bbn i love De'Aaron fox he played at uk hashtag bbn that's all well and good willie slid over in front of russ but his feet were clearly moving when russ made contact with him so it shouldn't have been a charge it was out of the restricted area it was 100 percent a blocking foul on willie collie stein russ should have made that should have been tied with russ going to the line to try to put us up by one but instead 11.5 seconds left. I said it doesn't look great here, but I believe they inbound it to uh, Harrison Barnes, who dribbles back to OKC's free throw line, in which, for all, you know, I've said for all intents and purposes a lot, but for all intents and purposes, it looks like Terrence Ferguson fouls him. The ref doesn't call it. He <laughs> comes up to the three-point line. Paul George fouls him. Ref doesn't call it. Crosses the half-court line, gets right in front of the Kings bench, in which Steven Adams fouls him. The rest finally call it with 4.2 seconds left, and Paul George is livid. Paul George is just straight-up livid. He's yelling at the ref. He's like, why didn't you call that? The ref's pleading with him. He's like, you know, you didn't make contact with him, but if you watch the replay, not only did Paul George foul him, but Ferg fouled him too. So, you know, you don't love seeing that. Uh, I, I made a note the league two-minute report will be interesting when it is released tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. 
Uh, Harrison Barnes actually misses his first free throw. His first free throw. First free throw. That's kind of hard to say. Wow. Um, he makes a second, and Billy calls timeout with 4.2 left. So now I'm going airplane mode, no spoilers for me. Of course, I was watching on stream, so I was on a little bit of a delay. I didn't want OKC Thunder app or Brett Dawson or Royce Young or anybody coming across with a spoiler on what happened. So put on airplane mode. Paul George uh, was able to shake off Harrison Barnes on a Stephen Adams screen, but Willie Costine, give him credit for a great contest. Paul George made a lean or shot a leaning shot from three, and he missed it at the buzzer, which left the Thunder losing 119 to 116 in a hard fight game. And you know, like I said, you could argue the Thunder had no business being in this game, especially after the first half that they played, especially after the game that they played last night. But the way they was able to kind of overcome that fatigue, they was able to play with energy for spurts and get back in this game. It was encouraging, uh, especially considering the fact that Buddy Hill went nuclear. Uh, He finished this game with 34 points, and he did so on 12 of 22 shooting, 3 of 5 from deep, 7 of 9 from the free throw line. So, huge game for the Oklahoma product. And, you know, you look at the uh, Thunder side of the ball, everybody was struggling. Paul George, he had 14 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, but he shot 4 of 19, 2 of 9 from deep. That's that's tough. Jeremy Grant, who had who was so huge against the Utah Jazz, had 8 points, 8 rebounds, and a block, shot 2 of 9, 2 of 5 from deep. Steven Adams was okay. He had 11 points. He had 9 rebounds. Shot five of seven, so he was fine. You would have liked to see him get more involved just because his physicality. Um, there's not a player on the Sacramento Kings roster that can match his physicality, so you would have liked to see them take advantage of that, but, you know, it is what it is. Terrence Ferguson, who had 10 points on three of nine shooting, three of eight from deep, struggled. Nerwins, six points, three of seven. Keefe, 10 points, 2 of 8. Nader, 2 points, 1 of 3. Felton, 0 points, 0 of 1. Schroeder, 5 of 12 for 14 points. Everybody on the team was struggling shooting the ball. Until, or besides one person, that person, for all intents and purposes, is the player of the game. Yeah, Russ was straight up sensational tonight. I mean, the guy had 41 points, 10 rebounds. He had four assists to seven turnovers, so that wasn't amazing. But he had a block, he had a steal. And on those 41 points, he shot 15 to 30. Yes, that's 50%. He shot 5 of 12 from deep. Did some math. <laughs> which is 41.6%, which is great. Shot 6 of 8 from free throw line. You would like to see him make those other two free throws. But, I mean, at that point, you're just you're just grasping at straws. Russell Westbrook shot an efficient game. He kept his team in the basketball game, you know, not even looking at the box score, if you just watch the game, Russell Westbrook was trying harder than anybody on the court. That's including the well-rested Sacramento Kings. 
Without him, we lose this game by 20, 30 points. And that's not an exaggeration. I just read the stats for everybody on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everybody else on the team was off. Russell Westbrook was on when it mattered most. He was making plays when it mattered most. And for all intents and purposes, he should not have been called for a charge. He should have made that go-ahead basket. And we might have been looking at a different outcome. But if, uh, I don't know how that old saying goes, but woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know. So the Thunder with Westbrook shot 38.1%. But if you take away Russ Westbrook's shooting percentage from this game, the Thunder shoot an abysmal 33.3% as a team. So like I said, without Russ, this game is a lot different. And it's it's not a good difference. So Russ, I know you wanted to get this W. I know you did everything you could. And I know you brought the energy when nobody else could. And I'm sorry we got the loss. But... You are tonight's player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? I'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Like, yeah. Whatever. Alright guys, so that is all I got for you today in regards to that game. Obviously, we would have liked to see it go a different way. But as I said, there were some encouraging things to be taken away from it. The fact that we was able to, you know, despite terrible shooting from the team, despite Buddy Hield absolutely going off, we was only you know, we only lost by three points. So that was encouraging. And also encouraging is MVP Russ looks to be returning to this team. Now, if you look ahead, We've got a tough stretch next week in which we play the Denver Nuggets at Denver on Tuesday. We play the Philadelphia 76ers at OKC on Thursday, and we play the Spurs at San Antonio on Saturday. Um, You know, obviously, (laughs) we don't want to lose any games. Um, Losing to the Kings, I think that the Thunder are really going to try to come out with a sense of urgency against the Denver Nuggets. They'll be well-rested. They'll have Sunday and Monday to recuperate from this game. Um, it is worth noting that the Thunder, uh, the Kings swept the Thunder this year. I can't believe I just said that. The Kings swept the Thunder 4 to nothing games, um, and the Thunder are looking for that not to happen against Denver Nuggets. Um, so I think they're going to come out with that game with a lot of purpose. They do play the Denver Nuggets later uh, at the end of March, so... It wouldn't be a sweep if the Nuggets lost, but you don't want to come off a back-to-back loss at this point of the season. You want to make a statement. Like, you want to talk about statement game, defeating the two-seed Denver Nuggets at their home court after losing to the Sacramento Kings on national television. That is that is the statement that you need. And that is the kind of statement game, that's the kind of win that you can ride that momentum all the way into playoffs. If you can beat the Nuggets, the Sixers, and the Spurs three games in a row, I feel pretty good <laughs> about what the rest of the season is going to bring. So, guys, that was the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I uh, thank you guys for listening. I want you guys to go ahead and follow us at OKC Top Thunder if you are not already. we got some great stuff there where we do some giveaways for tickets, uh, some Thunder swag, as my cohorts call it. 
Um, of course, we live tweet the basketball games. We post our podcasts there. So there's a lot of good stuff you don't want to miss out on. So definitely follow us there. Uh, go ahead and you can find all of our podcasts at nowthatsthunderbasketball.com. That is ran by my good friend Alex Roig, also a member of the unit, Topic Thunder. Um, go ahead and find us anywhere you guys listen to your podcasts on Apple Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, what have you. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a positive review. We definitely appreciate that. That helps us in terms of getting sponsors, and it also just makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, And, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for anything you want to see from the show, go ahead and tweet at us at OKCTopicThunder. You can slide in our DMs. Let us know something you guys think would be pretty cool for us to do, and we definitely definitely consider that. But, guys, hope you all have a great night. God bless. Thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.